0: that intro
1: i know right <laughs>
0: very cool. i was Excited when you sent that to me the first time
1: <laughs> so is this okay all right so welcome to paranormal excel podcast gg of course and with me today as a special co-host we know him from before Ed from ghost and grub welcome
0: yeah awesome to be here again and um awesome to be in a completely uh, different genre of the paranormal something i've been very passionate about um since yay hi i wasn't always this tall and um but uh i have heard stories from my father when i was uh much younger that i'll share and uh, other personal experiences that i've had in terms of not just uh, obviously the paranormal but with um ufos um call them aliens uh, i i have it's the same exact perspective that i have with uh the paranormal and and spirits and i take that same concept and applied to UFOs and, and aliens. So I, I'll definitely expand on that and very excited to be here.
1: Yes, it is kind of neat. Like you said to do, uh, we're all about ghosts. I still have, you know, I have my ghostbuster pin on, right? It, that's always a fun topic. However, to be able to reach over into another big topic, it, it, it is fun. Uh, I've learned a lot so far in this season and just mind blown going down these rabbit holes and, trying to stay in my own reality because you can get lost
0: oh it's very (laughs) easy to get lost in the proverbial sauce if you will uh with uh with ufos and um you know because of the genre it's in i mean you take a look at even down to to locations you know Mm -hmm. and my locations you know you're talking bermuda triangle you're talking the devil's triangle you're talking about um the Bridgewater Triangle up north and northeast, right? Um, you're talking yeah. about uh, the triangle up in uh, Alaska, the Alaskan Triangle, right? And there's certain areas of hotbeds. And of course, uh, the most notable mention would be Skinwalker Ranch. All of these areas have extreme UFO activity, mm-hmm. but they also have extreme paranormal activity as well. So are they connected? I, I don't know. That's the thing. And that's where there's that crossover that's there. Yes,
1: yes. That's what I mean intrigues me about paranormal just in general. Does it so many people are like, Oh, it's just ghosts? No, it's literally not just ghosts, it's, it, it expands like to infinity and beyond. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely. And
0: when you take any context of a great movie of uh, Interstellar. You know, they thought the ghost was well a ghost. They thought what was an alien on their way through. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm starting I'm to run, run it for you. If you haven't seen it by now, <laughs> um, you know what they thought were interactions with aliens were actually interactions with ourselves through time, mm-hmm. and that's why I say we take a. I take a look at this through a different set of uh, glasses here, a different set of lenses, if you will. That is it. Is it so far fetched to say that? the it's us in a different time frame is these are just hypotheses. Right. these are just ideas that are put out there in terms of what they are and what the paranormal activity that we experience um you know when we get evps or when we when we hear the bump in the night when we hear right. you know uh a, a loop through time mm-hmm. you know where it's not really a haunting it's a it's a time lapse you know the, yeah, these are the things that people all laugh at you you know to an extent some people laugh at you but they're not laughing when you know science starting to come out saying, "No, that's very real. We just can't explain it." I'm like, I I'm not going to apologize for things that I've witnessed and seen, you know. Well, in, in exactly. the context of what you've you've dubbed, always ask why, or why not? Yeah, you know, we got we have to we always have to question. We we've been a species that's always questioning. That's how we've grown. That's how we've learned. Yes, you know. You okay. know, just think about the technology we have right now at this very moment. You know, with these phones and these technology that have ten times more power than you know the the Saturn uh, five rocket, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely insane how uh, as as species we've advanced over the hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of years. You know, I mean, hell, we'd be burned for witchcraft uh, three hundred years ago, four hundred years ago for <laughs> what we have right now, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> so,
0: that's and all I'm they saying. had was
1: their words. They were just saying things.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, there's still things back then that boggle the mind. And um, as ancient uh what's uh ancient uh alien uh theorist would theorize, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> right? um but yeah, no, it's um it's 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 not just necessarily fun topic to it's very in, in my opinion. It's very humbling because you realize how small you, you really are in the grand yes. scheme of things.
1: It's humbling, but it's also scary if you don't know where to start. And you just. And I think that's where people stop asking why. And you know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> As a whole, I think humanity, we've came to the point where, well, the unknown is scary. So many people live their li- life by being scared so they don't do something. At, at, at least ask why. Don't be just content with the answer because you can wrap your head around it. Mm-hmm. It's okay not to be able to wrap your head around it. That's why we keep advancing. We keep learning and we learn and we, because we keep asking why. And now we've gotten to the point where they have released so much information and like this could happen guys. So many people can't wrap their head. I know what I want to say and I can't get my words out. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that. Just keep asking why. Just because you're content with the answer is well, we just don't know what it is. So no more questions. We're out by no. But why? Follow them. Follow and ask them. Write them letters. Write them emails.
0: <laughs> yeah, why? It, it being yeah, being respectful to other people's ideas. Don't conform to other people's. Uh, I you know I I can't say ideas, but their view is their view, and you got to respect it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love a healthy conversation with a skeptic because it's another perspective. The Mm -hmm. issue I have, and I think most people have is people being disrespectful and discounting you. And then obviously then there's a name calling. I can't have an educated conversation with you just (laughs) based on how narrow minded you are. Right. Yes. That's like, it's, I can go on and on in terms of just cynical insults here, which are like my favorite along with wit and sarcasm, but I digress (laughs) and we'll move on. Yes. It's the fact where I think it's very healthy for people to ask why. And then let's break it down and see why not or why it could be. Um, right.
1: In in the terms of, you know, aliens and such, I, I had something I wanted to say and I can't remember. Aliens. <laughs> aliens, aliens, they got me. Um, I know it's kind of freaking me out down there that I have in my screen there. <laughs> uh having trying to have a topic with somebody about aliens that's just like no they're just like they're not real it's not and I'm like we're here why not and then they get so frustrated and and, and we'll shut you down and call you a crazy conspiracy there's whatever if you say you know I believe or I, I want to believe and I ask questions you it, I don't want to say they're like naysayers, but because they can't wrap their head around something other than just us here being on Earth, they just they shut everything down. And I think it's more frustration within them because they can't open up their mind. Well, you know, to put things
0: into context here and give some perspective from their side, it's it's just they can't fathom the idea of extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. Let, let's not let's let's not even talk about this you know like this alien this gray that you have here on the screen um we're talking like microbial right small mm-hmm. life other forms of life that did and you know has existed or still does exist um, mm-hmm. there was something i've seen a while back and i was you know i've been biting at the bit to share this quote but to to add again perspective to this our oceans right mm-hmm. uh, our our planet is primarily made out of covered with water Um, Now, when you go to the beach, chances are you're never going to see a shark. Um, They're below the water. They very rarely come close to shore, typically. And they're Um, scary. Right? (laughs) But they're they're out there. They're out there. So if you take a spoon of water and you take that spoon, you look into it, and there's no shark in that spoon. Therefore, there are no sharks in that ocean. That is the perspective that they're taking.
1: Yes. Right? I love so, that.
0: So that's that our, 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 and that's just our ocean. We're talking about something that's so, so big. It's, we can't comprehend the size of the universe. We talk mm-hmm. about billions of light years. You're talking about, you know, it takes eight minutes, seven to eight minutes from the light to reach from the sun to to the earth. Right. Right. So it takes a considerable amount of time. The sun right now could, at this very moment, explode and we would not know for the next seven to eight minutes. So we're talking about a so vast, we're talking it takes billions of years yeah. for us to even see the visible end of our universe. Right. Do you mean to tell me between there and here, and we're talking spherical, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we are the only intelligent beings here. And you're going to stare at your teaspoon saying that, yeah, this is the definite and I speak in absolutes. Mm, I have a hard time thinking that right that that's the case now moving on like why did i get into ufos well um for for a lot of people that don't know my 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 dad my, my my parents they had me really late in life my dad uh was a world war ii vet um he was born october 29th in 1924 and so when um i was born he was roughly 60 years old so he had me really really late and um i shared some fun facts with you uh, before we uh you know last week but He's the one that shared with me that <clears throat> during World War II, a lot of the pilots were having run-ins with UFOs, the very thing that we see right now, these pill-shaped lights and so forth, and they would call them Foo Fighters. And they were seen back then, and he would share the stories of what he, what he saw. He would um, Now, he was in the Northeast in New Jersey, Delaware, and uh, mm-hmm. grew up through there. He's from Queens, New York. And um, he would share the stories of stuff that he saw. And stuff that even till the day he died would not share with me for whatever reason. Um, not being mm-hmm. a conspiracy theorist in that extent, but I understand why. Just that keep your faith is what he would mm-hmm. always say. Yeah. And um, you know the stories that he he would share with me. And when I was seven years old, and I was in an area in Roswell, Georgia, uh, everybody in my neighborhood—it was like right out of a movie. You you look left and right, and everybody's staring up oh, up. Oh. And best I can describe it was a dancing star. Um, it was mid to late afternoon. And this thing was going erratic. Left to right, up and down. I mean, erratic movement. It would stop and more erratic move. And there was probably about 20, 30 people out there. That is the first time I ever saw a UFO. And like I said, I was about seven years old when I saw that. Oh, and wow. I, I know what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was about... 12, 13 years old, my dad and I, we were at the gas station actually, and it was a overcast day. Now, for mm-hmm. all of y'all that have seen the movie Predator, when he goes into that cloaking mode, mm-hmm. you can still see a silhouette to, yes. to an extent, right? I saw things flying through the, not through the clouds, but by the clouds mm-hmm. quickly that were round shaped that looks so light and there was five of them and i will never forget that when i saw it and i pointed out to my my daddy didn't see them but he's he's like that wouldn't I remember never forget his words that would make sense never explain why ever (laughs) i found out later that he did work for the government for a a very long time Mm -hmm. um but never shared it with me all he said is that would make sense and that's it he would not ever share anything past that but I'll never forget that was one, probably the best sighting, in, in my opinion, in my young adulthood that I ever mm-hmm. had was seeing those things fly over. Not oh, a sound, yeah. nothing, this cloak grew. Um, another hobby of mine is amateur um, uh, astronomy and astrophotography. And taking pictures in the moon or videos in the moon and patching things there that don't make sense um, has happened on a routine basis, especially when you see satellites fly over. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. The mm-hmm. only issue I have is when that satellite stops and changes directions and and flies off a uh, hundred times faster than a satellite should. Satellites <laughs> don't change direction. <laughs> I'm just saying, riddle me that. And a lot of people below, oh, it's uh, that was a meteorite, a meteorite that that turns, right? Um, so that's that's where I beg, you know, I go back and forth with, um, what is a UFO and what's not a UFO? Right. And, you know, those those things that flew over that were cloaked could very possibly be a skunk's work program. Um, the uh, X program with, uh, I think it was called Manta, was uh, had a way of bending light around it okay. um, to cloak itself. And uh, that was an idea that the military has been working on a very long time. Um, obviously, a lot of it is classified, It's
1: mm-hmm. but it's,
0: it's out there if you know where to look. Um, but... You know, the, the cloaking mechanisms are out there. Uh, a lot of things that Bob Lazar talked about that people called him kooky and nuts for. And the Freedom of Information Act came out. It's not so kooky anymore. If y'all remember, he said in S7, when he would check into work, he'd had to put his hand on a bone uh, on a scanner. And it wouldn't just scan mm-hmm. your fingerprints, but it would scan all the way down to your bone to make sure it okay. was down. right. He, he drew out a, a blueprint on what this looked like. People called them nuts. It's funny how in Nellis Air Force Base, almost 25 years later, they show the same blueprints of what they have and the very thing that Bob saw. And he's like, Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the machine. I never thought I'd ever see it again.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all about yeah. the timing when you re- or try to present something like that. Um, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind the government has a lot of things that we probably will not see in our lives. Or, you know, and like I said before, To me, that's okay, because I think as a whole, we're just not ready. Uh, Whether we'll have the choice to be ready, if something ever goes down, that's a different story. Now, I have a lot of relatives in the military. I have two cousins that are actually high up in the Air Force. The one also used to work for NASA. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to talk to him about things, but I already know I cannot. I've tried. (laughs)
0: And, and you know, they're told to stay away from it too. You know, it's yeah. not even that they know anything. They're just saying, look, don't
1: talk about it. Just mm-hmm.
0: don't. We don't care. We, well, they you do know. care what you
1: know and don't know. Well, right. And that's what he said, you know, it's for your safety. So, okay. That's fair. You know, but, Yeah, you know, because they I, don't
0: know. The uppers don't know what you know and don't know. And if you're just considered a threat, they'll a- ask questions later. Exactly. And yeah. I don't
1: want, you know, men in black knocking on my door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and that in itself is you know that in itself is a uh another topic with the MIB um and yes. that's you know that's no joke with with the men in black they've been reported for a very long time um for for, for a multitude of reasons but um but yeah there there are things that get reported as UFOs that are are well they are identified so let, let's clear that up not yeah. all UFOs are alien origin I'm not even yeah that's exactly that not, where no, people go
1: answer. right and, so like, oh. and I was like no it's, it's just unidentified flying object it we just didn't know what
0: it was at the time. Exactly. And it gets reported that, like, I know there are a ton. And we just saw them five days ago, six days ago, fly over. But mm-hmm. uh, the Starlink system yeah, that's over, that, you know, the train of Starlinks that are up there, mm-hmm. those are being called UFOs uh, when people see them and don't know what they are. Right. Um, when a rocket booster loses control, um, I know one happened over Switzerland. Um, Over the Black Sea, it's most likely a just a bad rocket from Russia Um, and it spiraled out of control. Well, it looked like a it really looked like a galaxy spinning on its axis in in the night sky. Um, So a lot of them can be misconstrued as that. There Mm. are explanations out there for a large majority of what this phenomenon is. Absolutely. But it's the five to 10 percent that cannot be explained away. At exactly, all, you know. So you know, like uh, the video, and I think you you have a clip of it. um is of when uh, the Freedom of Information Act came out, and for the first time in United States history, they have come out to officially say there is unknown aerial phenomenon known as UAPs. We call them UFOs, mm-hmm. but UAPs. And in 2004, there was an encounter on the USS Nimitz. It was a simple training exercise, but then they had a uh, pill-shaped objects, size of a 737 go from 66,000 feet down to an altitude of damn near zero within a matter of seconds. Uh, not only do we not have the technology to uh, withstand the kind of G-forces that that would entail, um, we don't have the technology to do that, period. Right. Uh, you're talking thousands of miles an hour in a blip. stop on a dime so they want you know they they have the technology to manipulate gravity um right that's Mm -hmm. the only way that you can do that because you're it's it's against the laws of physics that you know hypothetically we 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 have a very we think we have a a very good understanding of it but obviously we do not um that's what we can comprehend but neither here nor there but if you all don't know the story this object submerged itself underneath the water just right below the waves and it sent out what looked like a drone, which is a smaller version of itself, about the size of an F-18. Um, they sent a, they sent a what's called a cricket, um, out for surveillance purposes to read it, and they did get it on radar. And uh, the training exercise, I believe there was three F-18s that were sent to, uh, to intercept it, except mm-hmm. they weren't armed. They didn't have anything on them. So it was all visual confirmation. They did see it, and in this video clip, um, you get to see what they saw. Let's see.
1: There's a whole fleet of them. My gosh. They're all going against
0: the wind. The wind's a hundred thousand miles from the west. they It's incredible footage and that it it is amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But prior to that, Mexico had released similar footage and they Mm -hmm. sent F-16s to, and they couldn't catch up with it. There there wasn't a chance. And they were one of the first ones. um, A couple of other countries have released it. Um, And the most recent one, um, uh, we're talking uh, a few months, uh, Aviation China, uh, take it for what it's worth, but the Russian (laughs) military, that have reported ufos over gif and Mm -hmm. over parts of uh, russia ever since the the incursion has happened and so they're they're reporting more and more right now with lights that are changing colors that they have the rapid movement the game the same thing with pill-shaped formed um objects in the sky Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm talking about that in itself is concrete footage on we don't know what it is Uh, again something that can rotate on its axis like that it doesn't have any way to to stay uh flying right there's no wings there are no props there's nothing mm-hmm. on it right and it's uh it's 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 incredible it's to find out what these things are um so it's interesting to actually see congress talking about it uh they introduced mm-hmm. a whistleblower bill to protect whistleblowers they said mainly politically but there mm-hmm. is underlying language in there that had been introduced to protect whistleblowers for uaps um hr 2988 was uh, introduced uh last year so um i try to stay on top of it it is it's very interesting because like you said we're not ready it's for your safety i just think things from a a large government standpoint where they are incrementally bled Mm -hmm. in over time to get the populace to say well this is the new norm okay cool this is the new norm cool this is the new norm yeah.
1: conditioning cool. us to be able to handle that you know we just i'm just not going to go run like a 5k marathon because well i'd die you know <laughs> i would have to condition and even then i'd probably have a heart attack but we have to condition ourselves for things like that you know what say okay they present a gray just looks just like this one who knows what he's gonna show us or anything like that? We'd be like, okay, so we see him. What's he gonna do? You know. But then, so many things I want to say. <laughs> yeah, it, and, sometimes it, I have to stop myself because I get all passionate about. Well, then I start going in, into conspiracy theories, and then I it's a whirlwind.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's hard <laughs> to talk about conspiracy theories to an extent because there's a lot of a lot of mud out there in trying to mm-hmm. decipher. What's real and what's not real, um, right. And a lot of it can, some of it can make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the conspiracy theories was that there's something hiding underneath the Arctic sheet in the in the South Pole. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's not that far fetched. I mean, keep keep in mind the poles have moved over you know thousands of years. Uh, yeah. They do they do move. It's that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also never it wasn't always covered in ice either. So you know Lake Vostok. That's another mm-hmm. topic with what's underneath that lake. Um, if you, you know, that's, that could be a show all on its own, of lake <laughs> if, you, if you're not familiar with it. Um, and uh, But in 2017, there was a very, very uh, interesting um, series of events that happened where you had multiple world leaders and religious leaders all of a sudden making trips there. Not all at once, but mm-hmm. over the course of a few months. Yeah. So what did they find and why? you know when you have religious world leaders and so forth going there that's when you start raising an eyebrow and saying you know it's not about conspiracy theories now but that is like you got to admit that is strange and that is off and why that is
1: it's a but you know. why situation yeah cuz that's not like a a vacation spot <laughs> like, you know no, so it's unless a very you're avocation. trying to get, yeah yeah no no no
0: and and, and it was like uh, <laughs> <laughs> world war ii um right after world war ii we were gonna go take out them nazis and um we decided to do a uh, a exhibition uh, um expedition excuse me uh for science purposes and to see if there was anything down there i forget the size of the naval um the naval size that we that was sent it was massive and i think you're familiar mm-hmm. with this story mm-hmm. um they spent tens of millions of dollars. So obviously it was a lot of money back then for this exhibition. And somehow we lost half of the fleet what, and that's all documented. So that's what I'm saying. It's (laughs) like, when you do enough digging, you are starting to put two and two together, right? Then you start realizing, okay, well, it's very real. Um, we, you know, and then you start to decipher what, what is, and what's not, um, it's not a hard pill for me to swallow in terms of alien abductions. Um, you see the, the cow mutilations that have happened. You see a lot Mm -hmm. of these stories. I don't, I will not mention any names or properties. I do have friends that have property out West Mm -hmm. that have sent me pictures that are good salt of the earth, human beings that have said that they've had cows mutilated, no blood, nothing that would indicate anybody showed up on the property to do this right Um, no tire tracks no nothing just a carcass out there drained of its blood no eyes no tongue one ear missing why we're talking surgical precision here
1: right and no evidence to say that any any human had touched it
0: yeah and it's not a predator um, you know knowing right. animals they there they would be blood there would be trails mm-hmm. right they don't drain the blood completely they, they don't do that right right unless you have a cobra episode and we can talk about that too but um <laughs> we're, we're talking we're talking about like surgical precision here um again we can we can talk about skinwalker ranch that was one thing that notoriously happened there um if you haven't seen the documentary on skinwalker ranch uh, there's a ton of them out there there are a couple of really good ones that you need to watch um the the show is amazing i love i love i love Mm -hmm. the show i'd give anything to actually go out there and and do some investigating of my own Um, oh absolutely but everything from the paranormal poltergeist activity bigfoot sightings uh skinwalkers obviously and Mm -hmm. uh, ufos um and that's what I'm saying like these areas these areas have a very very high content of that kind of paranormal activity that is there so dimensions what whatever it may be it's very real and it's there. When um, you have enough people that are reporting over a long period of time of things that have been seen and that they have witnessed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can't discount that. They are seeing something. The yes. idea is to ask why and what are they seeing? Not that it doesn't exist and it didn't happen. You're talking millions of people have witnessed and seen these things. Yes. Now
1: trying to decipher what they are and what their intent and purpose is hmm and, and investigate the situation. Just don't so be like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: and, so, yeah, so, some people do like to live the ostrich lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? And and that's okay. God bless you. That's that's fine. That's you. I can't do that. Like yeah. I can't. You know, the day that God calls me home, I want to look back and say, you know what? I did everything I wanted to do. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, and it's not about buying things. It's it's not about owning stuff or stuff like that. No, it's it's about the enjoyment of life, doing mm-hmm. what you want to do when you possibly can do it. It's life's yeah. about experiences. And if, if you truly really do have one shot at being on this rock, I sure as hell don't want to live it in fear. So, you know, it's got to ask why.
1: You have to. <laughs> Even if you don't get the answers, keep asking. You ask it a different way. Because some people are like, well, they'll just flat out ask why. Just, okay, what? And then. No more, no more questions are asked. You have to ask the right people and the right content and the right, you know, there's just never quit asking why. Just, like, never quit doing your research. You know, when I first started the podcast, that was one thing is, you know, a lot of people wanted to talk to me about certain uh, paranormal topics, ghostly topics. And I'd be like, yeah, we're not going to have this conversation. Call me in two weeks because I want to remain friends with you (laughs) I'm not calling you stupid or anything like that but if we're gonna have this conversation and you want to have an input and you're just going off feeling which is fine but let's start it out that way let's not well it's this because I think it's this well there's other do your research on the topic then we can have a conversation about it Mm -hmm. you know it's I'm not disregarding their feelings about I have my own personal feelings about aliens even Um, but I'm not going to sit here. We probably got different thoughts on aliens, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong. I, I want to learn from that.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And that's the thing. It's not, I'm not right. I don't know if I'm wrong. All I know is that I have an idea and a hypothesis of what is happening right now, because mm-hmm. I follow the data and, yeah. well, common sense. I don't want to be so narrow-sided that I'm going to speak in absolutes and say, well, this is definitely it or it doesn't exist and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I can't do that because, in my mind, you narrow yourself from growing. That mm-hmm. you stop learning, and you're not willing to expand your train of thought. You're saying, oh, "Well, no, exactly. well, I'm good uh, with being in this box I'm in, and I refuse to think outside of it." So, therefore, my spirit animal is the donkey from Family Guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but who the hell am I to say, like, this is absolute because I think it's this way, you know? And and that's where. I, I will shut down in a conversation um, even with some of the people I love the most because that's what they do. And I'm like, well, no, who the hell are you? Again, we are so tiny in this whole thing. Just be open-minded. You don't have to. I I, I don't want you to like be on my my level at the end of our conversation. I want to be able to learn from each other on the different things. And we both you know, at the end of the conversation, have learned more. You know,
0: it's funny to think, and as you're saying this, the thoughts came to my mind, you know, over a little over a hundred years ago, um, not, I mean, we're, you could be talking about 1920, and i would be over a hundred years ago. But do you know what it would be like to walk down um, the streets of New York in a, in a parade with an elephant? Or with a gorilla in a cage? Or a tiger? or some exotic animal that they right. have never seen before, people would come from states over and flood the streets. Now we've uh-huh. gotten desensitized and we see them everywhere. Because right. Well, think- yeah, like the
1: old circuses, you know, what? come see the freak show, you know? Yeah. No, well, you just go to the Walmart. Sorry, right. I shouldn't have said that.
0: <laughs> I love being on the show. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, You're not, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. um yeah no it, it, it's what i'm saying is that um people didn't believe a lot of the things existed like mm-hmm. to your point uh, well before uh the said internet and the www dots out there um we just went on words and what pictures people could garner or take, and especially yeah. words of exploring um now we're in a in a very much in the information age. We think we are. We thought we were technologically advanced then. We're, yep. We we're we're still as in my mind ignorant enough to think that we're that way now. Yes, we're advanced mm-hmm. to ourselves. Absolutely. Yes. In those that's, a,
1: that's exactly how you have to look at it. Yes.
0: So what I'm saying is there's a wilderness out there that has very, very, very much needs to still be explored. Yes, we know more mm-hmm. a lot about more about space than we do about our oceans, but then mm-hmm. again, there, there are animals and creatures we have still not discovered even on our own planet. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so it just can't be narrow-sided with it, and and with now with the governments coming out and saying that, and things that are being seen. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite? Do you actually do you have a favorite UFO sighting of all? Does anything stick out here?
1: Not really. I just. I've had, I've learned so much in the past couple months. Sorry. It's yeah, <laughs> all coming back at once. It's like, yeah, I like to hear about all of them. I, yeah. I, I don't necessarily have like a favorite one. Like I said, just because a lot of it I've, I've put a lot of information in there. In here. <laughs> it,
0: it is, it is a lot. It is a lot, but you, you know, you learn to slow down and take it for what it is. And mm-hmm. you get to go into that file cabinet in your head and pick out your favorite ones and, There are a couple of there are a couple of notable mentions out there. You know, like one of my favorite was uh, again during World War II is uh, Mm -hmm. over um, Los Angeles. You know that story? I do. And one of the first UFO photos really officially ever taken. They said it was a balloon, and Mm -hmm. all the anti-aircraft gun went off, and they said it was an exercise. You guys unloaded on an exercise, okay? Um, But my favorite is because it was my mom's birthday. It was March thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Okay. And it was the Phoenix Lights, where a massive triangular object appeared over the mountains and transversed over silently over the city of Phoenix all the way to Tucson. And the thing was absolutely incredibly big. The The government's take on it was flares. Flares don't do that.
1: That's flares my favorite don't. thing is to hear what they're going to say it is. <laughs> That's great.
0: It's great. It's, it's borderline a drinking game. Right, it's they like, say these phrases like you almost can make a haiku out of it, all those they come up with, but yeah, it was swamp gas flares led by the Chinese. Um, it's um, but yeah, the, the Phoenix lights in particular because it was such a mass sighting. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Um, I don't believe, a, I believe, I, I, I don't know honestly what to believe, but because you have, well, it's not this one's not public and they've kept it really quiet s7 out there which is just south of area 51
1: mm-hmm. where
0: bob lazar allegedly worked at and i say allegedly because that can't be confirmed but we all know he did it's just one of those things um you know uh, a lot of a majority of all the ufo sightings are seen out in the desert because there's it's a remote part of the country and um but i also believe we have a lot of technology it's out there in skunk works and dark uh government programs that are being tested out there on on routinely right um bob even talked about a schedule of when they would test the sports model or when they would test these uaps out and it wasn't aliens driving it or flying them excuse me it it was us so reverse alien technology or learning to fly the vehicles that were down there were seven particular models that were held in s7 Again, this is all from Bob Lazar. When he went on TV to talk about all of this, he wasn't doing to divulge knowledge to, to be a whistleblower. He was doing right. it to save his life. hmm Right? Yeah.
1: So. I had, i think my notes like a bad post. Um, there was, oh, uh. Did you ask me the question, what was my favorite sighting? or Yeah, your favorite
0: it? UFO sighting of all time. Is there anything that stuck out
1: there? So there was one happened in Kalamazoo. Well, I got the stories from Kalamazoo, Michigan, because it's not that far from here. But, like, they went over the lakes. I think it, it split off into three over the Great Lakes. I talked to uh, Bill Kokoleski about it, the head guy from Michigan. Yeah. And he didn't say a whole lot about it, but because then I started asking, you know, Um, are most of the sightings that they get, and then they have to go investigate, you know, does it happen around the water? Is there a reason that it's the water? Is that, you know, the energy that the water, because water produces so much energy, and that's what we are as energy beings. Oh, well, that's a whole nother, whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much in my brain (laughs) about this. I'm like replaying. Did I go
0: rain man on me? I I really am. (laughs) Definitely, definitely, definitely life. Three of them, three of them, converse. <laughs> spinning, definitely
1: lights. But there was so many people that saw it, and it was right. just phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call of this. And it it has remained a huge, I guess, talk of the area because so many people had seen that particular one. Now, I wish that my uh, my step-grandparents were still alive because they would have been alive during that time. That, say, I, I believe I was alive at that time. However, it was, um, my step-grandfather actually, he was retired from the Navy. So, you know, being out on the water and stuff, I'm sure, I'd love to talk to military personnel and see what they have seen. Um, where was I going with that? But for, like, if to know, like, if they seen that, just because I know that my grandfather, step-grandfather used to be into it and would I want to say to hear his outtake on the whole alien thing. And like that sighting in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that went way off the rails. <laughs> well, what I know you what saying? I want to say, but no, 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 you're fine. Um, I want
0: to, uh, say that, uh, I actually want to say, I was looking at these numbers and I apologize for not memorizing them. I typically do, um, when I read them, but I, on, a tip on the latest Gallup poll as of right now, um, some of an alien uh, spacecraft is 41% of people believe that UFOs yeah. are alien aircraft. All explained by human activity, natural phenomenon was 50%. That is down 10%. A few years ago, that was 60%. So there is starting to be a change where people are saying, yeah, no, this possibly could be alien in origin. And ironically, it's because of what they're witnessing and is a common sense thing that there's no way that we created this, to, right. to our knowledge,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, just because it's, you take a look. I mean, there's stories. I mean, you know the stories about the, our nuclear bases that have, mm-hmm. um, that have a, uh, that have had their our nuclear capabilities completely shut down mm-hmm. because one of these UFOs decided to show up on top of it. And it's almost like waving. Who has the bigger stick here?
1: hmm <laughs> yep right. All right slow down buckaroo uh um, gosh darn it words words we didn't we talk a little bit about the blue book or project blue book
0: yeah project blue book that has changed um i think the three different names but uh project blue book is notably the they've had um do you remember the tv series dark skies Mm-mm. you're welcome <laughs> um, look it up and, and watch it right. um, if you can find it. It's really, really good. And then they also have um, that TV series, Project Blue Book uh, right. itself. That's, that's really, really, really good. Um, it was one of the first ones to ever uh, come out and say, the government came out with two different, remember, two different reports. Mm-hmm. One was the truth of what they found, and the other one, well, all of a sudden, now it's a weather balloon, right? And then you start hearing reports billion. from from individuals that were talking about the metallic um, metal, just mm-hmm. the metal in general. How different it was, and the strange writing that was on the metal. Um, and then you had the obviously the encounter of uh, the occupants that were in there. Right. So yes.
1: <clears throat> I do enjoy watching the docu documentaries uh, and whatnot on the <clears throat> Project Blue Book thing, just because of. If you don't know anything about it, definitely look into it because that's like, I don't know. That was kind of a turning point for me into wanting to delve deeper. Is when I delved into that.
0: Yeah, the Project Blue Book. The series is is really good. The, the opening scene with um, you know, the fighter plane, and mm-hmm. you know, when they were talking about what happened. Again, it's uh, most people get their mind blown when they found out those things were called Foo Fighters, and of course they got the Foo Fighters ban and that's what they're named after, right? So. <laughs> But, um, a few weeks ago, and I was saying this at the beginning, um, I was laying in bed, minding my own business and, um, I, it was probably about like two three o'clock in the morning and it sounded like rolling thunder, except it lasted a lot longer and it got a lot louder and it started decreasing by a little bit and you went outside and, and because it was a moonlit night and this is mm-hmm. the second time I've seen this now. I can't tell you how high this thing was, but you could hear it and you could see it and she was moving quick. Um, uh, I won't say it's alien in origin. It definitely sounds like, because uh, the fact that it had sound. Right. But, but it was very fast and very high. And it was
1: so- something in the sky that you would question. You're not saying it's one thing or another. Oh, yeah, definitely it was not. Question it, it, it,
0: yeah. It, it. It almost had, like, the contrails almost looked like it was pulsing. Is the best way to describe it okay so Interesting. it's high enough where you get into the stratosphere up there there's no air so you right. have a different form of propulsion right mm-hmm. now I'll, this was already talked about long before dark star was a thing in top gun 2 so i know a lot of people are oh, you are talking about dark star no um <laughs> this project project aurora uh was it's been around for a very very long time prior to that there have been a lot of renderings about this plane um so on the some have called it the son of the Blackbird. Um, it's kind of uh, funny, though. You remember the U two spy plane? Um, I thought that I, I thought that U two had been decommissioned. Um, the only two reasons why I bring this up is because number one, right down the road from me is Dobbins Air Force Base, and uh, they had to work on one from NASA, so we got to see that thing fly in. Um, okay, that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, you actually have to have a vehicle face it when it comes in landing because it has. Only it has bicycle, not bicycle wheels, but the the tires are in tandem. Okay. Uh Right. Wow. So you actually have to have a truck or somebody coming underneath with that to keep the wing balanced. Mm -hmm. um, So it doesn't tip over. But that Chinese balloon incident that, you know, will date this episode a little bit here that just happened. Apparently, and I can't find the reports now. And I found eight different reports on it and probably look it up and find it somewhere else. We had a U-2 spy plane fly around it a few days before it was even reported and the my takeaway was from that i I thought we decommissioned those things right right
1: but then again we still got the b-52
0: bomber which is the freaking massive. that dinosaur still keeps moving i don't know how (laughs) um but then um you know of course the sr-71 blackbird which i believe all are grounded may there might be some exo prototypes that nasa has but what else do we have there and now you, you move forward. It's like the uh, the F one seventeen Nighthawk, which mm-hmm. was our first stealth aircraft for reconnaissance purpose, was not a fighter, uh, was kept under wraps for a very long time, mm-hmm. right? So um, of course, you get then you've got the B two Spirit, and now the other the, its successor. That's out. That's a little bit smaller, but it can control drones. Like the technology is getting stupid at this point. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the capabilities and what they can do. But that yeah. being said. It's not far-fetched to say that we've got technology out there that's capable of said Mach 10, like in the movie, or mm. even beyond. Because yeah. you get to the point where you're so high up there, mm. it doesn't even matter anymore. You've got you know satellites that are traversing the Earth at 18,000 miles an hour. You know, <clears throat> so it's just uh, I think it's pretty cool what we have, but then you, we just still don't have the technology to stop. Go from 66,000 feet, 36,000 feet down to inches above the water. Stop on a dime and Still not look like D E L L O, you know, because that's virtually what you turn into at that at that yeah. rate of speed, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's that's the thing where it's like a common 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 sense, like common yeah, sense. science, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> physics. Like even think about the material. That's like you start thinking in engineering wise. Think right. about the material and the kind of stress, the chassis, that mm-hmm. the the skeletal makeup of the structure would take in order to exhibit those kind of maneuvers, let alone pull them off and still mm-hmm. keep, keep its it shape. Right. right. Better yet, explain to me why they can still move the speeds that they can't underwater. That's the other thing that throws me off. It's not just gravity, but underwater, they're traveling hundreds of miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So they, it, it is gravity manipulation. Bob Lazar even, you know, talked about that. I talk a lot about Bob because of what he's done for the UFO community, and mm-hmm. really, for, for, in my opinion, for uh,
1: humankind. Right, um, just humanity in general. Bringing yeah, up because he's he's, he's exposed
0: a lot out there, and he's like, mm-hmm. he, the, you know, granted he did it to save his life, but little did he know what what kind of movement that he would start. Oh, right. absolutely. Um, you know, so. Um, I'll give a if I it's okay if I give a shout out to someone out there on YouTube,
1: um, absolutely.
0: But somebody who's been through a lot and one of his channels I've been watching for a very long time is Tyler with Secure Team, Secure Team Ten. And if you haven't watched his stuff, go back, um, you know, years, and he has amazing, amazing content. And he's actually, okay. if I'm not mistaken, he's not too far from uh, where you were up there in Michigan. I think he's just south of you. I think he's in Ohio. Oh, okay. Well, he's got millions of viewers on his YouTube and very loved in in the ufo community and he's got some incredible stuff that you guys need to see in terms of like just content of ufos that have just been sent to him he did an interview with bob lazar a few years ago which was great to see and there is a movie Mm -hmm. and a documentary of bob lazar that i also encourage everybody to see as well to get them up to Mm -hmm. speed
1: yeah i'll Uh, have to give that a whirl put it on the list i have so much
0: so there's a lot and it just keeps going <laughs> like i said right now this conversation we're having is very tip of the iceberg because we can go it down it really is it is it is it's really <laughs> it's really setting us up for something down because you want to talk about men in black right the 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 actual program that was started mm-hmm. for the secret service before the cia even started even before the secret service was started and yeah. then what men in black were and how they have changed and how some people are even saying these agents just didn't seem human down to the pale skin the way mm-hmm. they acted. They looked like twins. Right. So there are a lot of things like, you know, we could show videos, show reports on uh, the current oh, UFO settings that are happening, the different types of UFOs that have been going, the actual Star Wars program that was initiated underneath Reagan. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there are a lot. There's, a, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's so much. <laughs> so, so much.
1: Yes. The, I just, I would love to interview somebody that has like an abduction story just to kind of pick their brain you know not so much a dream because some people are like well it's probably a dream but then you get into that like maybe it was maybe it wasn't type of thing you know like did you actually get beamed up or was they like take your energy up like do, do they take your whole body like our physical body like you're just missing is that where I'm missing people are going? But well, I, I mean,
0: <laughs> this is where one of those things that it's where I could see what you're saying. But when you have a physical and again, I, I don't know. But when you have a physical implant in you, there's a doc, you know, there's plenty of documented cases on foreign objects being found in human beings by mm-hmm. normal doctors that can't explain it, how it got in there. They can't even find a surgical mark on how mm-hmm. it got in you, right, uh, behind the eye, in your toe and, and inside the bone. Right, that are just foreign that they're finding in in, in these scans and these X rays.
1: <laughs> so, whenever I go to the airport to fly, I they scan and rescan my ankle and have me take off my socks and shoes, my right ankle. And the one time the lady was like, "If she had it, I'd see it." And I'm like, "Had what? And see what? Why does this always? I've never had surgery on my ankles. What it have makes? Have you have you had an X ray done? N- not never in my ankles.
0: I mean, you're going to get a lot of people on this uh, at here <laughs> where they're going to uh, well, look, it's official. We're starting. We're starting to GoFundMe. go fund me. <laughs>
1: X-ray her ankle. I, I just thought it was so good. My first time I was just like, wait, what? And I, I was flying out to Vegas with my little brother and he's just like, he's all happy. He goes through, he turns around. He's like, Susie, where are you? I was like, oh, no. And they're, like, searching me all over and got me like this. And they get down to the ankle and it keeps going off, keeps going off. And I strip my foot down. Same Both times going out to Boston, same thing. I'm like, wow. I got nothing, guys. The last time, I think, I, I had, like, um, capris on. So I was like, oh, it's going to happen again. I was, here we go. I'll just prepare for it. Here's my leg. And it sure <laughs> should shit happened. Yeah. I have no scars, no nothing there. What I'm
0: saying so that's that <laughs> I, I we don't know until you take it that, but that's the thing. Um, obviously, we you know about this, but um, like the movie The Fourth Kind, uh, mm-hmm. where uh, hypnosis might help. Have you undergone that?
1: Not the ET hypnosis, so Mama Mary does that, and she does that okay. for MUFON actually. Um, I did a past life regression hypnosis. Um, <laughs> And this is just water. I'm just letting you know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I have not. I, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing and not trying to, like, be one. That does, makes absolutely no sense. I uh-huh. know that.
0: Yeah, because I was going to say make it really easy on getting an alien abductee as a guest when you are one.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, Terrell.
0: interview yourself. This will be good. <laughs> i <I'll> watch.
1: <laughs> oh Lord, good luck. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> About that GoFundMe, I'm gonna need one after that. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's what I'm actually hoping to go to some of the MUFON conventions this year. Uh, well, for one to go support Mama the Marian, I hope right you can come up to at least one of them. Um, Let me know when. Absolutely. Because like I said she does that um, for the move on group, but she does it so everybody can see like she does, yeah. she does it like individually. But when she does it at the convention, she does it in front of the group of people so they can see the whole process and see, you know, and these people are vulnerable getting up there. So like it's it, she takes it as a great honor when somebody trusts her enough to be able to do that in front of a group of people. It's one thing yeah, to do great honor. It, you know, and you, just, should, you should do it, this. I'll support you. (laughs) So kind.
0: Yeah. I'll have a camera (laughs) and everything.
1: (laughs) It'll be great. I'll give you a Tucker afterwards. You can have a cookie. Just do it. Yeah. So the personal unknowing is what's scary to me, I guess, about things like that. Like I'm not right listening to other people and I, and I want to learn. I'm, I'm enjoying my journey of learning. Let's say some crazy, whatever I have been, and they keep tabs. I mean, I know. Like, let's just let's just say I'm not crazy, and they got in there, and they're like, you know, here's this and this and this, and I have like so much knowledge up there. And let's say that that triggers it. Out, oh. <laughs> I'm not ready for all that nonsense. <laughs> I'll just be honest. No, I get that. Maybe I'm really smart. I just don't know it, huh?
0: What I tell everyone. <laughs> But That's um, amazing. but yeah, like I said, there there are there are a lot of topics here that mm-hmm. to expand on, um, that it you know your alien edition show could even branch off and be its own thing for a very very long time. Oh, uh, as it as it expands, and you know the thing that I implore, um, all, you know a lot of your listeners to, I think I might have froze here, but what I implore some of your all all your listeners to do if you've got stories or you mm-hmm. have footage you want to share, send them uh to Gigi. Right, and yes. we can talk about it on alien, on alien Settings next time. Definitely show, like, where would they send that to? What would be a good email?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh thank you for hosting my show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all thinking about myself, like, oh, my God, <laughs> where did the amount of time go? Um, obviously, you can email them at paranormalxl at writeme.com.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, no, I would love to see what people have like i really 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 do like it's one thing to pull things off the internet Mm. but it would be another for us for one to take a look at your footage and what your explanation is of it and if we pick it we'll we'll put it on the you know you'll put it on the show
1: well absolutely like like you just said though researching this stuff is always research like i've always said but it's when you get into a topic like this it is much more interesting and takes a different turn when you can talk to somebody that's actually been through it that the personal experiences of something like that right you get way more out of it than just reading it on the internet <laughs> so anyway yeah <laughs> this went longer <laughs> than i thought we we didn't even stick to one topic
0: Mm-mm. like oh, i said man, this was definitely know. the tip of the iceberg type of <laughs> intro
1: mm-hmm.
0: to, to obviously even me and you on the on the alien uh side of, mm-hmm. of things and Things that I, I, you know, where if we want to stick down one topic, then absolutely. But mm-hmm. I wanted to give an idea of how much there actually is in this topic. It's not absolutely. just all
1: aliens. It's right, 49. so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you have anything more you want to say before we end this segment?
0: No, I really don't. I'm shy.
1: I'm gonna call bullshit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so so you will be on next time right correct or more obviously. yeah no
0: absolutely I love I obviously love being on the show um, love being on here you just let me know whenever um, you know I definitely want to help the community that's out there mm-hmm. and try to explain what they have I, I don't have all the answers but I can definitely give um, our ideas
1: oh you know, absolutely be, being and
0: doing this for mm-hmm. you know for almost three decades golly mm-hmm of you know research and look at i had you i know here i'm i'm a big nerd okay um i had a ufo club when i was a young kid and that's how impassioned oh. i was about it i did i did i had I a ufo club i did i did
1: i that started it i think when wonderful. i was
0: after actually we saw that i started when it was eight i think is when we had it um i actually even got a few members which was fun um <laughs> now
1: granted i don't know what we did but they're part of my club it's all that matters, man. It's you
0: all have that members matters. of your club. But uh, yeah, no, it was something very passionate about, it. and obviously you get, as you become an adult, I think that's what I am. Um, now, there are more adultier adults than myself, I assure you. But uh, but you start learning, you know, and understanding things that this is not only very serious, it's a lot bigger than you, and you don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, I can't say it exists nor it doesn't exist. All I can say is this is the uh, this is the data this is what we experienced in this. The, these are, these are the, these are the pieces,
1: you yeah. know? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and then, then you get some people like, I don't see your pieces. And I'm done talking
1: to you at that point. <laughs> Goodbye. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, I, yes, so, Totally. Yeah. So yes, we will obviously continue this with and get in, a little more in depth in some of the topics. Um, yeah. So yeah, until next time, remember, stay kind, stay humble. And don't yuck someone else's yum ever.